Hello and welcome to the Adam Rabbit Galaxy Podcast, where we combine crystals, manifestation, and mindset work. I'm your host, Ashley, creator of the best-selling Etsy shop, Adam Rabbit, crystal enthusiast, and professional hype girl. Now giddy up, let's go. If you've spent longer than 30 minutes or so with me, I've probably found a way to incorporate the Tucson Gem Show into the conversation and did my best to convince you that you need to go. I don't care what you have going on the end of January, where in the world you're located, how much money it's going to cost you. If you have even the slightest interest in beautiful things, you have to go at least once in your life. The Tucson Gem Mineral and Fossil Showcase opened in 1954 with 15 vendors in an elementary school auditorium and has since grown to the world's largest and most prestigious gem show. The entire city of Tucson embraces the gem show for several weeks, typically the end of January into February. There are many shows happening during this time frame all across Tucson with countless vendors at each show. Over the years, Tucson has done a wonderful job creating a show that welcomes hobbyists, newbies, first-timers, miners, high-end curators and exhibitors, and families alike. This is a very non-pretentious and welcoming environment for all. You can find a piece of amethyst for a dollar, and then the next booth over find a giant amethyst cathedral for $100,000. It's truly remarkable the sheer vastness and range among the gem shows. At the Gem Show, you'll find the most beautiful crystals from all over the world, collectible museum showcase pieces, rare precious gems, beads and jewelry supplies, shells, fossils, art, and other handmade items from artists all over the world. It requires a lot of restraint to not just spend your entire budget within an hour or two. Now, keep in mind, my advice in this episode is pre-COVID times, so I'm not sure how different everything will be this year, but I still think most of the tips I've picked up over the years will help you have a wonderful time, even with any added COVID precautions in place. As of now, the Gem Show has been postponed from February to April 7th, and then it'll run till April 25th, with some shows being canceled completely, and others are expected to have less vendors as well as less food to be more spread out and socially distanced. But as long as it's open, you know I'll be there opening weekend. Preparing for the gem show will make or break your experience. Okay, I know that sounds a little dramatic, like I'm planning for the end of the world or something, but it's crucial that you have a plan in place. This is not one of those fun, spontaneous things that you can just go with the flow. You have to plan. And if you hate planning, bring your favorite high vibe type A friend with you to keep everything in check. Trust me. Before you go, you will want to book your travel accommodations as far in advance as possible. Tucson does have many hotel and Airbnb options, but they do fill up fast since you have people traveling from all over the world at the same time. I've heard several stories of people waiting until they arrived in Tucson to book a hotel once they were able to check everything out and get a lay of the land and see where all the shows are at. And they ended up sleeping in their car for the weekend because everything was already reserved. I personally like to splurge on one of the nicer resorts because it's just so satisfying to be able to relax in a comfortable and quiet room after a long day of shopping. 
Keep in mind, Tucson can get very hot and dusty. (laughs) The one time I thought I'd try and save a buck or two and so I could have more money to shop with, I decided to stay at a two-star extended stay, which I highly regretted. And that's not just because the staff basically laughed at me when I asked where the hairdryer was. I wasn't able to sleep that night because it was just so loud. I laid my clothes on the bed because I didn't even feel comfortable touching the sheets. I showered wearing my sandals and I tried to leave and find another place to stay in the middle of the night, but everything was already booked solid. It's just not the vibe to start my gem show experience. So anyway, treat yourself. You deserve it. Put it into the budget. I like to go with my own car as well. This year, we're actually going to be renting a larger vehicle, which means more crystals. So you'll want to keep weight and how you are going to get everything home in mind if you're purchasing many pieces. Many vendors will ship, though, if you're purchasing in large quantities, and they'll help set that up for you. Last year, Joe and I had a really scary drive back to Phoenix trying to fit in everything we bought into my car. The frame of the car was so low from all of the weight, it felt like there was only an inch before it would be scraping the back tires. It was awful. (laughs) So if you don't have your own car or rent one, there is a shuttle and it will take you between some of the shows, but Tucson is so spread out. I prefer driving between the shows myself to save time and then having a place to store pieces so you're not carrying everything around for eight hours. But there is a shuttle and I do take the shuttle a few times because it is really handy. When packing for Tucson, you'll definitely want to bring comfortable clothes, walking shoes, a backpack, snacks and water, sunscreen and cash money. Most vendors will accept cards as well, but cash is king when um, and it makes transactions faster. Vendors are also more open to negotiate on price when you have cash because they won't have to pay any transaction fees that come with processing credit cards. Pro tip, I also like to bring a cart to pull around that has really thick wheels on it to load up and make it easier to buy heavy pieces, but be prepared to be stopped numerous times by people when they see you with your handy cart and they'll be saying things like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. I'm doing that next year. (laughs) A portable phone charger is also essential because there's just so many photo and video opportunities. Your battery does die quickly. Now, a lot of first timers make the mistake of stopping here when it comes to preparation, but when you arrive to Tucson, you'll soon discover that there are so many shows happening at once with different dates, different parts of town, different hours. Some are open to the public, some aren't. Some of these shows will require a tax ID, and if you haven't mapped out what shows you want to go to, you'll soon be thinking like, uh, better DM my favorite crystal shop on Instagram and start asking their advice. This happens every year. I get tons of DMs from people saying they they just got to Tucson. They just got to the gem show. They don't know where to go. And I love helping, but I want to make sure you are able to make the most of your time in Tucson. 
Another pro tip that I started my first year is bringing a folder to keep a shopping list, business cards in case I meet anyone, a printed version of the main schedule that lists all of the shows, dates, addresses. You could find this online, but I just think it's more convenient to have a printed version that you can pass around your group, you can cross things off, make notes on. And I also like to have a bunch of copies of my business license and my tax ID. There are a few wholesale only shows which will be indicated on the main schedule and those will require a business license. And when you have a printed version, you can just hand it to the vendor, which makes it so easy for them to get all your information down and just let you into the show and start shopping. <laughs> Sadly, unless you're seeing the full three weeks of the gem show, it will be impossible for you to see everything. So pick a few shows from the main schedule that sound interesting to you. The names aren't too descriptive, but you can get a general idea of a few of the shows based on their names. A few of my personal favorites that I recommend everyone see are the 22nd Street Show, the Gem Alley, which is located on the side of the I-10, and that consists of several small shows outside of some of the hotels, and you can't miss it. It's right on off the I-10. <laughs> Just park and start walking around. Or you can take the shuttle along the Gem Alley. And then the last show is the, the show at Kino Sports Complex. These three shows will definitely fill up one full day and they have great deals, unique and rare pieces, a variety of different um, artisan pieces. And yes, all of those Instagram crystal glamour shots, myself and so many other crystal accounts posts can be found in the Gem Alley as well as Kino. Now, if you aren't used to buying crystals regularly, there can be some apprehension around if you're getting ripped off or not. The good news is after all of my years of shopping at the gem show, there have only been two instances where I later felt like I got played. And keep in mind, I've been going for the past five years and purchased from tons of different people each year. So that ratio is still very low. One of the times I was with my friend Alexa, and we both can laugh about it now, but she purchased a beautiful small elephant carved out of rodenite. And we both thought the price sticker at the bottom of the elephant said $18, which I said was fair and reasonable. The vendor swiped her card without repeating the total back to her. And then she signed and we went on our way. Well, she got an email with a receipt and it said it was $118, which we both felt was like, a little out of alignment. We took the elephant back and she explained in the kindest way possible that we both thought it was 18, not 118. And he tried to point where the extra one was slipped into the price sticker, but we both were like, uh, yeah, don't see it. He offered it, the elephant to her for 50, but she passed and was refunded. And we both left the booth a little confused, but it was quickly on to the next exciting show. So just be aware of little things like that. I think overall, the vendors are proud of their pieces, honest and transparent. A big majority travel from all over the world and they want to keep in touch with you. They want to keep doing business with you. They want you to come back. This is a lot of family businesses. So it just doesn't really feel like they're trying to pull one over you. With that in mind, you can negotiate prices. And I like to use the term negotiate better than haggle, um, because this is people's livelihoods and their family businesses that we're talking about. 
But when negotiating, I like to keep it respectful and phrase it like, hey, how many kilos would I have to purchase to get the price down a few dollars? Or is there any kind of deal if I purchase 10 instead of one? Things like that. Instead of, (laughs) I've actually heard this, people say things like, "Uh, this person over here has it cheaper. It's not even really that nice a quality. That's the price. Forget it. So there's just a lot of cringeworthy uh, haggling that can happen amongst other shoppers. Not that anyone who listens to this podcast would approach a vendor with that energy, but you know, maybe you happen to be there with a friend of a friend who woke up on the wrong side of a bed at a two-star hotel the day prior. I don't know, just throwing it out there. So um, if you are interested in more tips specific to actually shopping for crystals, episode two will have some more suggestions. While at the show, you are unfortunately probably going to want to stick to a general budget. You don't want to overspend and resent your crystals or your experience later. So decide beforehand what you are comfortable and feel good about spending. I also like to create a shopping or a wish list that I write out. There are so many stunning pieces everywhere you look, so it's really easy for a crystal lover to be distracted and totally forget about the pieces you came for. Many of the gem dealers are friends. So after I purchase something, I'll say something like, oh, I love these quartz clusters that I got from you. They're going to work perfectly for the jewelry I'm making, but I really want to buy some larger pieces too. I noticed you don't have any. Do you know any other vendors that do? Believe me, this sounds really basic and obvious, but I've learned a lot from other people by just being polite and asking. So don't be afraid to strike up a conversation. You'll quickly see how friendly and helpful everyone is at the gem show. It's nothing like the Instagram crystal community. A little shade there, I know. (laughs) So uh, just be yourself, have fun and open up. Now, no podcast episode is complete without a little woo-woo commentary from me. It's easy to be very overwhelmed and overstimulated at the gem show, especially if you're buying for your business and considering what your customers will like, pricing, things like that. So create some time for yourself at the gem show to just soak up and admire all of the gorgeous pieces and their energy. No photos, no videos or checklists allowed during this time. Just spend a few minutes getting quiet and letting your intuition guide you. This is actually how I found three of my favorite vendors that I've purchased angel aura quartz from, raw emerald and Tabasco geodes. I wasn't in a rush or feeling frantic, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Yes, there are definitely times at the gem show where I am in this energy, and that's why who you bring with you is so important. I've been fortunate enough to only attend with friends and family that know me really well and bring a calming energy to my amped up personality. (laughs) I also make it a point to be fully present at the gem show for at least an hour or so each shopping day to truly explore and let my intuition guide me so I can tap into this feeling when I'm back at home later. When I'm having trouble sleeping or I'm just in an overall bad mood, I like to visualize my time back at the gem show, recreating this memory. And of course, including my luxurious room always raises my vibration. The Tucson Gem Show is truly remarkable and magical experience. It's difficult to 
to describe what to expect since every booth has something new and exciting. I hope this episode helped you in some way. I would love to hear your gem show plans or your favorite find. My favorite find last year was definitely the huge Bahia amethyst wands. I've kept one for myself and the rest are in good hands now. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it to your Instagram stories or leave a review on iTunes so other magical babes can find this podcast. We do have a special offer for podcast listeners to receive 15% off at shopadamrabbit.com until March 31st with code MARCHGALAXY at checkout. Sending you lots of love and maybe I'll catch you at the gem show. Bye.